Yes, I want to welcome you to the Southern Baptist Tabernacle of Zebulon Catholic Church down here at the Troy Track Select Holy Building of Praise. I just want to get an amen this afternoon, this evening, this morning, the time that you listen to it. We're going to do something special this time. You know, I was, I've been gone for a while and I really wanted to celebrate Easter. But the way we do it down here is a different, it's a different spirit in the air this evening. I want to let you know you're blessed if you made it out here today. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think we're, I think we're going to start it down. I'm not going to be before you long. I'm going to go ahead and start it down with you. All right, everybody, go ahead and take your seats. Take your seats. It's so nice to see everybody down here. You're talking to Pastor Troy Track Select this time. Got a doctorate in divinity. You know what I'm saying? Doing a little different this time. Uh. Yeah, so, you know, Easter has passed us recently, and I know it's been quite some time <laughs> since Easter has passed at this point. I'm definitely deep on CPT time this this go-around, but I needed to take a break, man. That that uh, that Grammy episode took a lot out of me, and I, I really appreciate you all for coming to that and, and viewing that and sharing in the love of all things music with me last time. But this time, we're going to be talking about Easter, and we're going to be talking about songs that are gospel songs, but a little a little different than the typical gospel songs that I definitely grew up listening to. And, uh, you know, now when I say I was listening to them, right, when I was a kid outside of church, I really didn't listen to gospel music at all. It was a very rare occurrence. It'd have to be something pretty interesting or, or different um, or sometimes things would just catch my my ear for some reason and I just want to listen to them. But for the most part, I didn't listen to gospel music. And so there are a couple songs, though, that, you know, snuck past me somehow, snuck to me somehow. And I I found myself listening to them and they were a little different than traditional gospel songs. But at the end, you know, they probably sounded very secular. But at the end of the day, it was a gospel song. And I thought maybe we'd do something a little different this time around and do some gospel stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and share with you some of the stuff that uh, I've been listening to. I think it's five songs. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I'm just going to share with you some of the stuff. So first song up is actually one of my favorite artists, D'Angelo. And it's pretty funny because I think this is the first time that I've actually kind of primarily been speaking about a D'Angelo song or album um, and not just kind of snuck in with the story. That's probably not true. There's I'm sure there's been some time that I've talked about it probably in the episode with um, on the Carolina Connection, something like that. We were talking about songs we were listening to in high school. But this is actually on the album that came out while I was in high school, uh, D'Angelo's Black Messiah. And shout out to Anthony Fantano because he's the only reason I even know about this album. It just kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't hear about any press related to it. I didn't hear about any, you know, any promotion of it really it just kind of came out and anthony fantano did a review on it i think in 2015 uh and it ended up being one of he did it literally so it could be one of his favorite albums of the year and he could put on his you know yearly list that he does and it was definitely one of my favorites probably that year but i probably didn't realize it till a little bit later 
because I was actually given this album as a Christmas present by my mom because I asked for it and I had a little CD. I still have it somewhere around here and I play it. Maybe I should go back to it and start playing again because it is still really good. But I was just listening to the song called The Prayer on it this time. And The Prayer is really just a it's just a song with a simple baseline groove. And uh, he's literally kind of saying the Lord's Prayer throughout the song. And he kind of touches on some other stuff, too, not just the Lord's it's not only the Lord's Prayer. He references a couple other gospel songs within it, but that's kind of what he's doing. And that's really what makes it a gospel song. Um, but yeah, so I, I got this in Christmas and shout out to Leland because I used to drive him to school every day and I was literally playing one song. It actually wasn't this one. It was called uh, Sugar Daddy, but I played that one song the entire time we were in the car and he never complained once. So shout out to him for him and his patience. Uh, but that's just, I don't know, sometimes I was going through that. Uh, and it took me a long time to really get to like the album because, I don't know, sometimes things grow on you. And I think there is a value from having just a straight up CD instead of having like the Spotify um, or any streaming platforms where you can kind of just get an album. If you don't immediately like, immediately like it, you can just kind of switch over to something else. Uh, I think there is a value in really giving something a chance and playing it over and over again until it kind of gets in you're like oh i understand it and of course there's value in like something should connect to you immediately uh you know if you don't have the patience for something i totally understand it but it is great to finally understand what the artist was trying to do if you just listen to something enough times and sometimes that won't come sometimes you'll try to give something a chance and it just won't stick to you and that's fine but yeah i just thought this was a super cool song when i was growing up it's got this super funky baseline and d'angelo actually does this thing where he's kind of got these ghostly looking uh, sounding vocals on there where he's kind of like coming in and out and he sounds a little tinny it's not a, a typical you know way that you'd hear some vocals recorded he sounds like he's coming in from another dimension that you know you see paranormal activity where they have ghosts just kind of random voices kind of just pop in and uh, and kind of pop out and it's not like he's screaming at you or anything like that it's still a very smooth song in the way that they chose to do it but i do think that was an interesting choice for you know him doing that and i wonder why i don't know why he did that but you know it is what it is and actually this song really should come to no surprise for anyone who is like a real d'angelo fan or i don't want to say real d'angelo fan but but had just listened to quite a lot of his stuff because d'angelo has always been a very religious person. Uh, and I don't know why uh, it's so funny because he was kind of made into a sex symbol after uh, the voodoo came out and he kind of really didn't like that. It wasn't really his, his vibe. If you know him, he's a pretty, if you know him, if you've seen kind of how he behaves with media and stuff, he's a pretty private guy. You don't, I don't see a lot of, stuff in the news about him and I, I think he even said it at times when voodoo came out the celebrity and some of the star power that came with it he he didn't really like and it kind of made him just go away for a while and you know he kind of got caught into um kind of a rough life i think he had some issues with some substances at a point and he just needed to get away from it all and that's kind of what he did 
But yeah, I mean, you know, he's doing the Father's, I mean, uh, the Lord's Prayer throughout this song and, and pulling in some other lyrics too and just kind of talking about staying away from temptation. And honestly, I mean, if they had played stuff like this in the church, maybe I would have tried to join a band or something. Uh, but I mean, it is what it is. It's nothing, you know, I don't, there's no reason that they wouldn't necessarily play in the church. They just didn't. But I always thought it was a really cool song. And I just wanted to share it with you guys honestly so check that out so it's a dope it's a dope little song pretty simple next song i want to mention is alicia myers i want to thank you and i actually heard about this song because of a sample well busta rhymes and q-tip sampled it in a collaboration album or mixtape that they had and their song was actually titled I Want to Thank You Too and you can hear this song pretty prominently in the background it's, it's a very generous sample but you know here she is the song is about her thanking God for sending this man into her life and it is a great song I love it it's uh, got a funky bass line it's, it's really a 70s soul or 70s funk song, but with these very gospel lyrics. And I don't know, I, I, I love it. It's got these super crispy, very crispy, fresh crack. I don't want to say crackly, but very crispy snare in there that just kind of pops through it. I really like how it sounds. I don't, there's nothing super crazy about it, but it's just very clean sounding. Um, but yeah, she's she's got these lyrics where she's talking about, she's thanking God for sending this man into her life. Um, quote, you know, you sent me someone who loves me for me and not just my body. Sorry, that's how she said, it, but not just my body, which is, you know, great that she's found this love and she's thanking God for bringing this man into her life because he's just treats her so well. Um, and it's nice just to hear somebody, you know, appreciate it. Appreciate it, nigga, for real. Like <laughs> there, it's so hot in the streets right now to have these songs where, um, you know, men are expendable or men are bad or, you know, they talk about how badly a, a man has treated a woman. And it's really nice just to hear somebody appreciate men for a change on a song. Uh, and, and that's not me saying men have definitely done a lot of a lot of wild stuff. There's no, you know, what I'm saying all the things that people are saying about us done a lot of evil out here. There's no no doubt about it. But it is nice to hear somebody just, you know, love, um, love a man and appreciate him so much that she's thanking God for him to be in her life. And she says, you know, throughout the time, I mean, sorry, throughout the song where she's like, you know, he keeps me happy, so very happy. He loves me. I don't know how to be. And, uh, you know, I owe my thanks to thee as in God. And I really think it's great. I think people should strive to and seek to be the type of person in all relationships, not just romantic ones, where people think you are, you know, so great and so nice to them and so loving to them that you have to be you have to have been sent by a higher power to uh you know to exist there's no way you just happen someone sent you purposely down here to 
be with them, to be their friend, to be their lover, to be their partner. I think that's a very beautiful sentiment uh, and a, a really great way to live life. You just try to be out here and be so nice to people that they they believe there's no way, you know, they, their belief in God is tied into the fact that there are people like you around. I think that's really important to try to live a life that way that people I don't know, regain faith or or see some type of faith just because you're here. And I, I think that's a lot of what Christianity is really about is trying to reach out to others and just make life better for others and a little less miserable for others. It's rough out here. Life is bleak sometimes. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's important to just try to be a better person to other people and to give people that type of love and attention that they deserve and need because it's, you know, it's, it's rough. And I, I think it's very important, men especially, uh, you know, you should be showing love to other men. And, you know, it's, lots of men are nice to women and they're nice to their family members, but it's very important to show that same love and admiration that you show to your your women or your your, uh, your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, but I think you should show it to your friends uh, because they need it. A lot of our male friends, a lot of my male friends kind of suffer in silence and they don't feel comfortable enough to reach out to others. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that some of my friends have reached out to me when they needed a helping hand or something like that. But, you know, just show them the same love that you show some of these women in your life. You know, take them, take them out to uh to dinner somewhere take them somewhere nice feed them man because they they need it and they'll never they'll never forget about it and they'll always appreciate you that you took the time to really to show them that somebody cares about them i think that type of stuff is important and we need more of it a lot of men out here feel very lonely because i don't know we don't we don't extend that same love and grace and patience with each other that we might share with with others so i think that's important um but you know alicia shout out to alicia myers she's i've never listened to any other things that she has i should it's probably pretty good but this one just felt very unique in the fact that it was a gospel song that kind of had a romantic tinge to it because she's thanking god maybe that's probably why we couldn't hear this type of stuff uh in church that much because it was focused on loving someone other than God or not talking like explicitly about God. But I think things like this are important to talk about the type of relationships that you should have uh, romantic wise, because in the church, I feel like we don't talk very explicitly about it. Um, I think we, you know, talk, we do talk about it. It's definitely talked about, but I think it's nice to have had songs where we're talking about, you know, loving each other with, the love of God and all that kind of stuff. I remember a while ago, I think it was the Mann family. And first, I think David Mann, and I hate that I cannot remember his wife's name right now. It's a little disrespectful. But the Mann family, the people who were on Meet the Browns, uh, a couple of years ago, they actually put out an album that was supposed to be centered around like couples, like married couples. And it kind of got these headlines that it was supposed to be like a an album for the bedroom for married couples and like a lot of people got really mad about it and a lot of christians were like we don't need help in the bedroom and all this kind of stuff and this isn't appropriate for uh you know christian music which i think is weird because i mean that's that's a big part of uh marriage they always talk about saving yourself 
for your partner and I'm like, well, when is it appropriate to do it? When is it ever appropriate to do it? And I listened to the album. It was it was all right. You know, I look, I never go back to it. So that should kind of tell you something. But it wasn't explicit or anything like that. And I really don't even remember, you know, a, a lot of like it's not like it was it didn't sound like R&B at all. I don't remember a ton of it wasn't a sexual vibe to it. So it's unfortunate that it got hit with that angle. Um, and maybe I should go listen back to it closer again, but it was really a, a pretty clean album, mostly about love and sharing love between two people and, and not really the physical aspect of it. So it's unfortunate that I got hit with that and got so much press, negative press, I'll say, and in Christian Spears, because it wasn't even trying to do all that, seems like. Another song um, that I want to point out is Raphael Green, Don't Mess With The Devil. And it's a super funky, another another song that's from the 70s, uh, but a super funky 70s song, super groovy. And I actually found it because I was in France at the time and I I was going on a graduation trip in France and I wanted to go vinyl shopping when I was over there because I was like, oh, they're going to have totally different stuff than I would have had being back in, you know, the States or whatever state I was living in, being back in North Carolina. And so, you know, I'm in this store and I'm looking around and there's this album that's called like the Motor City Drum Ensemble, I believe. And it had a title on it called Selectors. And the whole concept was it was somebody who just kind of grouped up all these really rare songs and put them together on this one compilation I still have this album here sitting somewhere. It's a very colorful album. It's a very colorful album, so it's kind of easy to see in, in my collection. So I'm going to go ahead and pull it out. Um, but whatever. It, it's a super cool thing, and it had all these songs on it, but the one that really always stuck out to me was this one because it was so different in terms of being a gospel song but really being this funk song as well. I can't find it, but it's fine. Being this funk song song as well. And um, basically, you know, I found it on there and I'm thinking, oh, man, this is super rare stuff. Like, I, I won't even be able to find this when I get back home. And like, you know, the Internet is crazy. So if you look up something, uh, of course, you can find it. But I do think it's very valuable that like I would have never found that just being on the Internet because that's not how you know when you when you have physical things in a store that you have to put your hands on and physically dig through compared to the vastness of the internet i would have never found it right i'd still be sitting if i never went to france and went in there in that particular um vinyl shop i would have never found the song but it was a super cool song i never heard of a gospel song like this and it's got a super catchy chorus where he's singing just don't mess the devil he's talking about give your life to jesus christ but i would i would play this around roll around the car because it was just a good song not just a you know just a good gospel song but a good song period and i think a lot of people who would hear it would be really into it regardless of if they were religious or not uh, but you know it was a really cool song and i actually ended up the playing it at my first dj set at unc chapel hill with when my friend Dave shout out to shout out to Dave, but it and I think it was might have been around Easter that time as well. No, couldn't have been, but uh, it was just a super dope thing to be able to do. But you know, there's there's a thing that's very interesting about it. Is he talks about his friends. He's like, um, 
so many friends of mine went their own way and now they're suffering right today and basically is talking about how people go on these different paths in life and fall to um i don't know i guess evils of the world temptations of the world and things like that and i think it's interesting that um people have these in a lot of christian songs it's always like well they weren't outright outwardly christian so now they're now they're suffering they made the wrong choices and it's not always like that you know it just isn't but however there those choices that you make are important i definitely grew up with a lot of people uh who just made crazy life choices that i would have made you know I, i was fortunate enough to be able to go to school and and do all that and get a nice job blah 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 but i definitely met some people who kind of suffered and i don't know started selling drugs or things like that and fortunately it kind of eventually caught up to me i remember being in high school and I, some people i knew it was kind of a big story but some people i knew were they were selling they're trying to sell this one girl some weed and it was they're trying to scam her out of it so it was kind of like a they would sell it to her and immediately snatch it back and then run away and they were in a car and it ended up long story short uh the girl jumped on the car trying to i guess get her money back and it couldn't have been you know couldn't have been 30 bucks right that she was trying to get back but unfortunately they ended up pushing her off the car as they were speeding away and i guess she fell and hit her head and she died and those kids were charged with murder a super small thing that they were not anticipating like over this little bit of money that they would have never you know never cared about never cared to see but they ended up they went to jail for that and they weren't in jail for like a super long time but i do remember seeing the videos they were showing like you know such and such such and such you're looking at 25 to life um you know 25 to life 25 to life and i think i mean fortunately for them they only had to spend, you know, a year and some change in there. And they, I mean, they sat there and had to do that. And everybody knew about it. And it's a crazy situation. But sometimes you just get mixed up in the wrong stuff. And small events turn into huge events that, you know, change your life. And I remember seeing one of the girls uh, who got charged later, like working at the a local, um, fast food place near the school and it was crazy seeing her but she was out of jail and i actually had some classes with her which is crazy but you know it just goes to show you some crazy stuff can happen to you depending on the sorts of choices that you make uh but it's you know whatever another thing that was interesting about this song is you know he's talking about don't mess with the devil don't mess with the devil it's uh, he's like he's not worth the sacrifice and he's not worth it which is, you know, true when you think about the punishments that they tell you about of following the, in the devil's footsteps when you're in church. And the craziest thing is, is that I remember, you know, being in church, they tell you that you'll burn in hell. And they tell you that when you're a kid, like a child, like, isn't it crazy? We told children they would burn in hell if they sinned. And, you know, for me, like, I'm thinking... You know, you, you do one sin. That's enough because that's how they kind of made it seem. When you try to live your best life, but they try to they made it seem when I was a kid. Hey, you tell one lie, you curse one curse. 
you're going to burn. And I was like, shoot, I've been messing up a lot. Like, I don't know. I never thought I'd make it to Africa when I was a kid. I was like, it's, I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I'm not. I thought if you watched, you know, action movies, people get shot or whatever. Because I remember I asked this woman, I was like, well, is it cool if like, can I play this boxing video game? And I got She's like, no, it's not. It's not OK. And I was. I kept playing it, and I was like, I guess I'm going to go to hell. It was fun, but um, it was right. It's very rough, very black and white that they kind of tell you when you're in the church, and like it's in a terrifying thing to tell a child. Like, yeah, you're gonna burn in hellfire because in hell it's supposed to be fire everywhere. That's what they tell you. You're gonna burn. And when my dad was growing up, he said it was you know like that for him, probably even more so. He said they taught fire and brimstone when he was a child, which was, you know, they were always thinking the world. He grew up in the 70s and 60s and 70s. So, um, you know, he said that they were basically teaching like the world is going to end. And there was a lot of crazy stuff happening then. uh, And there's a lot of crazy stuff happening now. It's it always seems to be (laughs) worse. Right. As time goes on, uh, things are getting you know, worse in the world, world's changing for the worse and for Christians. I mean, that's kind of what it's looked like for a while, but that's what they just be, keep saying that because the world changes and doesn't necessarily follow what Christians want to do all the time. But he, you know, you, you, it's kind of a scary thing that they tell you about, but it's whatever, but it's a good song. I think you should check out the song. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, that's really all I can say about that. Okay, next song that I want to bring up is a song called Fly Like a Bird by Mariah Carey. And it's just a really, really the closest to a straight up traditional gospel song that I got in here. Uh, but I remember I found it because I used to have these uh, like dates with this woman where every week we would talk about like new songs that we wanted to bring to each other's attention. And so... Um, we just bring up a couple songs and one, one point during it, she was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of going this fast thing where I'm only listening to gospel music for this week or the month I, I really can't remember. So I was like, okay, cool. So I tried to find some gospel stuff being, even though I was definitely a person who didn't listen to that much gospel. And, um, I brought whatever songs that I brought. I don't remember, but I remember she brought this one. And I remember being so surprised to see Mariah Carey. I think she saw what I was doing and sending some more secular sounding stuff. So I probably did bring that D'Angelo's prayer in there. And I probably did bring Don't Mess With The Devil. Um, I don't know about the I Want To Thank You. Uh, but yeah, so I, I brought those in there. So she sent me this one and it was a really, I don't know, it was just a really good song. And I was kind of wondering why, like, I didn't hear it a lot when I was growing up because it came out later. I think it's on her album, The Emancipation of Mimi. So it came out, I think, around 06 or something like that. But then I remembered it is Mariah Carey. And, you know, she hits some of those whistle tones that she likes to do in those super high pitched notes, which is what everybody would be looking for if you were to sing this song and they see it's by Mariah Carey or they, they figure out what it is. So it would be kind of, you know, how many people could really do that? Right. Depending on what church you're at. Nobody, no one, especially if you go to a smaller church. So she uh, but she brought out this song and she's just kind of talking about how sometimes the world is rough and I need the strength of the Lord to, to carry me through it. 
And I think there's a line lines that always kind of stick by me because I don't know, like it starts off with weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Trust him. And it's like a pastor who does this little intro. And then she starts singing. Um, and she's like, you know, somehow I know there's a place above with no more hurt and struggling free from all atrocities and suffering, you know, unconditional love, all the things that they talk about in heaven. And basically, Mariah talks about flying away and being with God into a place that is so much nicer than than what the world is now and what the world is here. And he talks about, you know, don't let the world break me tonight. I need your strength by my side. And it's just a really good song. It's not a lot that makes it super different than a typical um, gospel song, but it's really great. Uh, and I think there's a portion later where they talk about what does she do? There's a portion later where they actually let the choir come in behind her and they're singing. And it's pretty interesting how we don't hear maybe because they don't want it to, be, to become cliche, but how we don't hear more songs pull in a like a gospel choir behind it because it's a pretty powerful tool. It's a pretty powerful tool to hear a group of people unified, all saying the same thing, you know, in harmony or or in unison. Um, I think it makes a, a strong message be even more powerful. Uh, it's just a great thing. That's really all I can say about it. It's a really great song. I think you should listen to it. Super catchy. It's also got an organ in there that pops in and out ever so often. And honestly, organs are very cool, too. It's a shame they're not in more music or maybe more music that I listen to. I'll say they may be very popular and stuff besides I'm saying outside of gospel. They may be very popular in, in some things. I'm just not listening to the right stuff. But I think organs are cool. They've got a very strange sound that sounds like nothing else. And I don't understand how they work because they've got all those switches and foot pedals and it's just a super cool thing. And also, they'll like to switch them all the time in the middle of playing. Like, it's not like a synthesizer where you kind of have your set sound and then you just play it. It is changing sounds. And I don't know what affects what. So I think that would increase my uh, appreciation for it if I understood what all those switches did and which switch would make it sound like what and how you know, you know, which to press and or pull out and 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 push in it's kind of amazing but yeah uh more more choirs and more songs please i appreciate it everybody always loves when a choir comes in especially if it's like a rap song something like oh my god it just especially because usually they don't start off with it they kind of just let it come in the middle of like whoa what's going on this is so much bigger so much grander but yeah it's a dope song i think you should check it out last song i want to bring up and this might be a little bit of a surprise but DMX, he's got a song called Lord, Give Me a Sign. And I think I found the song through like a VH1, uh, like a VH1, I'm trying to think, special where they're talking like best hip hop songs or something like that. I don't know. But it just kind of came out of nowhere. That's kind of how I remember seeing it. Like I saw it on TV. I was like, huh, what's that? And the way they talked about it, I thought it was an old song. At the time, you know, now it's an old song. I think it came out in 2006 as well. But at the time, I thought it was like, I don't know, something that came out in the 90s or 80s or something like that. But whatever. And he's basically talking about how he needs a sign from God, of like what to do, like what should I do next? And it's really powerful to me 
because it's just like, especially if you know the story of DMX and how he struggled with some of the, some a lot of things, struggled with um, drugs for a long time and kind of his self worth for a long time and kind of all the way up until he passed away. You know, relatively recently, I think it was 2020 or maybe last year in 2021 possibly, but and he wasn't old. I mean, I think he was. In his 50s, maybe. I'm not even sure if he made it to 50, but a very young man to have passed away. And so, uh, but yeah, he, I, I didn't realize how religious DMX was until relatively recently where I was looking at, listening to some podcasts where they were kind of talking about him and I read some things about him. Because I had heard I, you know, maybe I never actually listened to DMX album, like complete albums. I knew a lot of DMX songs, but maybe not complete DMX albums. But on every album, he generally has some sort of gospel song on there. And he's got like a song called The Prayer, where he does a a very uh, passionate prayer on there. And he talks about his faith. He's a very faithful man and kind of always has been, even from his first album way back in the 90s. And so. Uh, it should come as no surprise that he has a song like this that he actually put it out. But, you know, it's it, I think it's pretty cool. And it's very interesting, especially with DMX, the kind of you know music that he was putting out. It was very thugged out stuff. People, A lot of people were scared of DMX for, for him to have that duality of like, I'm the super scary person. But also, also, I believe in God, you know, and I'm a very faithful Christian. I read my Bible for real, for real. Like he he would have people in the audience crying because of how. I don't know, his prayers would reach them. Like, he would do a prayer at the end of his concert sometimes. And it's just just an amazing thing. But let's talk about Lord, give me a sign. Uh, he starts the song off by saying, No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every turn that rise against my judgment thou shalt condemn. It's this, you know, scripture, Isaiah 54, 17. I only know that because shout out to genius. Anyway, so I'm, I'm listening to it, and there's a couple of things that he does that seemed like a genius thing. And I don't know if he did it on purpose, but I'm going to say he did it on purpose. So he starts it off by saying, I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Uh, and the way he does it, it, he kind of has this tone of like, he's annoyed, like not annoyed, but tired, annoyed and kind of tired. Like he's had this conversation many times before. It's a very like, I'm, I'm so over talking about this, but I'm doing it here. I come once again with these struggles talking to God. And I think that really points out with how long he's been struggling with this. I'm tired of talking about this. And it's just a tone that, you know, to do that, I don't know if he did it purposely again, but I'm going to say he did. Um, It's pretty great to, I don't know, just see that relate of like, man, I've, I've done this over and over again. And if you listen to the song over and over again, it's like, dang, like we keep having this conversation, but this is very difficult. And he talks about, you know, uh, I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown. And he talks about later, I'm still going through it. The pain and the hurt been soaking up struggle like rain in the dirt or soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. I'm not sure. thought it was struggle. But if you know the story of DMX, you know, he thought uh, he, he, he goes through a lot of things. I mean, I think his mom like dropped him off at this kind of boys reform school. Um, and he didn't even know if that's what was going on. Like she just drove him there and she's like, this is where you're going to live now. And then she left him there. 
and he was homeless for a while. He got addicted to drugs for a while. Like he, he's gone through a lot of struggle throughout his life. And he went to jail, kind of in and out of jail for a little bit. You know, that was very highly documented when I was younger. I remember seeing that and be like, dang, man, you know, when, he's, when is he going to get it together? Hoping he get it together soon because I love DMX. Uh, but one thing that another thing that he does that is genius is he says, sorry, with just the mention of my savior's name in the name of Jesus. But like the way he says it, he just gets so hype at that moment. Um, and every time he mentions Jesus name in the song or he'll say like the Lord or Jesus, a lot of times he just like explodes, like saying his name super loud. There's a lot of strength and passion in it. And I think that was a deliberate choice because other song, you know, the way the rest of the song is, I will say kind of monotone for DMX. That's, that's really what I'll say with it. But when he brings in the Lord, the song jumps up, you know, three energy levels. It's a, it's a different thing. And I think it's really amazing how he does that. Uh, Another thing that I think he does is genius is, um, towards the end, you know, he has a, uh, a choir come in and they're coming in behind him <clears throat> as he's saying different things. But, but when he says, gets to the chorus and he's like, Lord, give me a sign. It kind of reminds me of this bit that, uh, what is his name? Eddie Griffith has. And he says something to the effect of like, <clears throat> you know, this is when the, he talks about some moments in the Bible he said, where this is when the Lord talked to you and uh, talked to you in stereo, loud and clear. It was no <laughs> it was no misunderstanding what, you know, he was he was saying or, or he was who he was talking to, whatever, because in a lot of song uh, stories in the Bible, they will say God said to Abraham, da, 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 da. And he's literally straight up talking to him. Not how now, you know, people are like, we're just sitting here we we kind of at least me look maybe maybe i don't have the touch but you you pray and you look for things you people ask for signs from god or whatever but back then they didn't have no sign it was a straight-up conversation you heard of another voice talking to you and i think that was one of the funniest things where eddie griffith has a moment where you know now he's like you'd be saying something it's like nah that's just my head messing with me when you hear something <laughs> that's not that's not you know, I don't really hear that, but back then it was loud and clear. So, uh, but here he is, I say that to say here he is asking for a sign. He's like, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out what you want me to do. And I think there's a moment in there where he said, oh, it's in the hook. He says, I'm going to go through whatever you want me to. Just let me know what to do. And he screams out, Lord, give me a sign. Uh, and there's another portion where I think there's a quote that DMX says where he literally he like really thought that God brought him down here because of all the struggles that he'd gone through in life he thought that God brought him down here specifically to suffer uh but he he kind of framed it in this way of you know if I must suffer so that my brother you know generally general common man so that my brother will live a better life then that's what it is like I'm willing to do that for you, God, and to suffer all through his life. And when you hear him talk like that about himself, he genuinely believes that he was sent here to suffer for others, to feel better and to do better is like heartbreaking. And it's 
I hate that he felt like, you know, all the experiences that he had to go through were for that reason. But um, but I do think it's beautiful that he was willing to put himself and his livelihood, you know, to the side like that, to to take up for others so that they they will suffer less. Um, At least that's, you know, what he thought. And there is a moment in there where he's genuinely, at least to me, sounds like he is genuinely pleading for God to just give me a sign of what you want me to do. I don't want, you know, I want to do exactly what you want me to do. I, I think it's a really touching and passionate moment that he creates in this that I haven't, you know, that I don't experience in a lot of other songs. And maybe that's because I don't listen to them as much as I listen to this one, but he's got some moments where he's just yelling out, please, uh, at the end of it. And, and especially at the very, very end, he, he yells out, please, you know, please just tell me what to do one more time. Just talk to me, please say something. Don't let it be silent again. Say something. Um, but he, he says, please. And people are also talking with him saying, please, or Lord, give me a sign. But his hangs out just, I mean, just a couple milliseconds long than everyone else's. And it's just got this super desperate sound to it. Like he's really reaching out, really calling out to God, hoping and wanting him to tell him where to go and what to do. And it's a really painful, but kind of beautiful and masterful moment that DMX brings to us through this song. And that's, you know, that's really all there is to it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed all of this and got something from it. Definitely got at least some songs that I've never had or I didn't have at a point, And now I do. And maybe you can enjoy them as much as I did since they weren't so typical. You don't like, you know, a lot of gospel music. Like I don't necessarily enjoy a lot of gospel music or listen to a lot of gospel music. I will say maybe some of these songs will bring something to you. Maybe they'll make you a better person. I don't know. But if you made it this far, shout out to you, man. You're the real MVP. And uh, I'll come out with another episode soon. Oh, yeah, it's Troy Track Select. <laughs> Welcome to Back on Track. And if you're listening, you're with us select few. Shout out to you for making it. And I guess I'll see you next time. God bless.